You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. I always thought that you would be perfect for a podcast. Like, I always thought that that would be something you would want to do because you're a massive, like, US sports fan and yeah. all, that, all that sort of shit. Like, is that something you ever yes, done? Yes, I've pitched one and, and it nearly got up. It was... Uh, so, I've got one in the pipeline that I might do with Triple M. But um, the, the, the thing... The problem is, right... I don't want to do. I want to. I don't want to be derivative. So mm. I think the most obvious one is the interview. I think I'd do that. I think I could do that pretty well. But the problem is, there's a million of those out there. So there's the style you blokes do, which is very good and it's very conversational. Then there's the Mark Howard style, which I think is probably more me, which is you know, take us through your career. Mm. So how how would I be different? From those blokes, apart from the fact it would be me. Well, that's not a big enough difference. So you just have to be better. So. I think it's like get, I think getting there first in this uh, area is so key. Mm. So I could do one, and it may be better than Howie's. I, uh, he's very good, by the way. So it, it would take a lot to be better than him, or, or to be on that level. But then, if someone's got a five, ten-year head start on you, yeah, it's just starting from the ground up on something. I, I've got an idea. Um, to look back at rugby, you blokes would love it actually. Rugby league seasons, mm. so say the Bulldogs in '95, and find all the old audio and interviews with all the blokes. North Sydney's last year. I've got it written. I wrote it last year because right. I, I had a few months off last year before Triple M called me to do cricket. So it's ready to go, and then then Triple M called me to do cricket. And I just don't have time to put it together. So that 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 might be that might be the podcast. I want to do right. something that is something that's not done. By anyone Fresh. else, and you sorry, and you'd like, but you would. It's not like with your contracts and shit. Do you are you able to go out and just do something by yourself? Like, would you be able to yes. just do one if you wanted to? I'm very than... careful with contracts that I make sure I have that ability. Yeah. So currently, I do one now for Sportsbet. Get them on side. Everyone should download that. What a beautiful segue you've just found, yeah, no, Tom. Was, I mean that, that you, Tom. You, you have just become. Fun, a, you just laid him up. In the few years we've been apart, you have become a professional. Well, let me, look. Let, oh, wow. I mean that's very impressive. The way you just fed that to me. Uh, so that's a betting <laughs> podcast. Um, but yes, yeah, so my Triple M contract is very specific. I can do stuff for them with podcasts. That's yep. a separate thing. But I can do podcasts anywhere else. And and Fox. My contract with Fox is television. Right. So I ask them out of courtesy if I'm going to do something, like I'm doing Saturday mornings at Triple M this year, and I asked them. I just said, look, do you mind if I do that? They didn't care. Yeah. They said, is it going to get in the way of your commentary? I said, no. They said, well, fine. So, um, but I'll make sure I have that, you know, as part of my deal. By the way, I'm, I'm cracking open a bloke, and I'll tell you why. Yep. I've never had bloke beer, well, but after hearing you blokes advertise <laughs> it... <laughs> Oh, I love a beer and of many types. Mm. I've never wanted to make love to a beer until I've heard until I heard you blokes. I mean, <laughs> that's the style. Yeah. It was sexual. Yeah. What yeah. you it's put, erotic. You put sexuality. Yeah. On the beer. So cheers. Cheers, cheers mate. Thanks for coming. It's a pleasure coming to be on. here. Thank you do you a very, very nice podcast. I enjoy it. Thank you very much, mate. It's lovely to meet you. Um, well, that's not a bad drop. No, it's good, eh? Talk good. to like. I, I can't do. Sorry, Eddie. I can't do. You know. It's your bloody generation, the craft beers mm-hmm. and all that shit, the mango flavoured yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A vanilla porter stout or some bullshit. <laughs> I mean, just why? Why? People just trying too hard, mate. You've got too much time. I just spent a week in North Queensland. None of that garbage. I mean, it's there in the corner if you want it. Mm. 
But they have Great Northern Original and that garbage Great Northern Super Crisp on tap. You can't get that in Sydney. Can't right? you? You can't get Northern Original on tap. That's my beer, right? You can't get it on tap in Sydney. Or it's very hard to find. So but like my God, original, you can get the 65 different James Squires flavours. Yeah. Anyway. And so. Well, it's also one that like will bloat you more than anything else. Oof, oh, you can have about three of them before you're, you need to go home. My mate, my mate around the corner has a craft beer like brewery and it's been the longest time of like just trying to be like, you know, whenever there's an event, he's got something on. I'm like, bro, I really can't get through more than one of these. <laughs> shit my pants. Just give me one of your lagers and then leave the rest of the me door go. if you don't mind. Let me go. Now, you were Tom's first boss, correct? Was I? Was I your first? Well, the first like media boss, yeah. Like radio. That's right. What are your, your, what are your memories of it? Well, early. Yeah. Bit of a lazy prick. <laughs> Uh, got the sense didn't really know if you wanted to be there. Yeah, it's probably not the word. Wasn't, I knew it wasn't your calling, uh, radio producing. I knew it was No, the stepping. producing side of things I found, like, I guess, a little bit. But that's okay. That's a rite of passage for everyone. I yes. did it. And, you know, it's, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I did it um, for many years. And, no, no, Tom became very, very good. I, I, I think that I ended up, you were my longest serving on the old 6 p.m. show. Yep. Uh, did I ended up just leaving everything in your hands, basically just turn up at four o'clock and the yeah, rundown it was got, done? It got to it at that point where it was like I was left. And that that's probably where I'd fuck it, like where you'd bake me because it was so, like, if you leave me to my own devices, I will probably fuck it up from a producing <laughs> standpoint. Like, Well, I, I must have trusted you if I'd left uh, it to you. Yeah, I wasn't. It, I got, I got, we got into a groove, you and I, where it was like, you know, we'd come and we'd be able to shoot the shit and get to where we wanted to be. But it yeah. was like. Took a while. It took me a while. The first day I started with you was when Haynes signed to the NFL. And so it was like Liam, who was a producer beforehand, yep. he went away to get married. So I'm just starting like I was an intern and then it was like starting. And then Haynes <laughs> fucking joins the NFL and I was like, holy shit. Like completely under the pump. Barely knew how to f- cut up audio. But even the way you talk about those ads or like, you know, the general... There's a lot of you and the, the foundations that you set in me from a content perspective, oh, that's I would good. say. Genuinely, that, you know, I've, have, I've brought along with me to the bright lights of dead palm trees behind us in a podcast studio. Well, Eddie was telling me some of the numbers. I mean, if I'm not getting a kickback from this, I'd be very disappointed after those very <laughs> yeah. kind words. Well, maybe, well now, that I, now that I know that you see him more as a father figure <laughs> and that he's played a significant role in this podcast success, then you may have well just found that. you on, on the Christmas party list, mate. Oh. Or a lunch. Maybe yeah. a long lunch. Is it here at the... Well, this is a great setup you've got, by the way. A great well, setup. Well, I mean, you... We haven't launched yet. We haven't launched yet here, that's right. Oh, so I'm not supposed to talk about it. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We haven't as launched we with any sort of, like, celebratory welcome to the studio. Oh, there's going to be housewarming. Mm. There will be. Tom, oh. I'm a perfectionist, though, and we just... We need it to be perfect. And Which it's like, isn't. there's there's a couple more things that need to be done. I reckon a month, we're good. Yeah, and it's if we get anything fucking done. You know what I mean? Like, we still need... We've been trying to get a neon sign from behind here for, like, six months, basically. The betting show is meant to be up and ready to go. That's set at the start of the season. Yeah, the season that's right. is finished. Um, but, so, you just in terms of the way that you were referencing how I was as a producer, like, you were... You know, like, I knew that... I enjoyed producing, right? Like, when I started. Yeah. But I, I did know, like, I didn't want to be doing shit for other people to say or, like, yeah. helping other... But is that what you were like? Because you're, you're very good at what you do on mic like as the person because mm. you say you start as a producer what are you like fuck this i want to get on so my first job my first job of consequence was producing dead set legends that was in about oh two now at that point 
Triple M didn't have much. That was the only sport content on Triple M Sydney. The only thing was reading sport in the news, um, and which I was doing on the weekends, and the Dead Set Legends. There was no rugby league. Um, there was no daily sports show. There was no nothing. Um, we got, we'd had AFL in Melbourne, but that obviously had nothing to do with us. So at that point, I was very happy to produce Dead Set Legends because I didn't, I wasn't certain at that point I wanted to be a presenter on air, a commentator. I didn't know, I was 23, 24. I was mm. just sort of working out what I wanted to be. So I really threw myself into that and, you know, had Rabs and Greg Matthews and two more disparate personalities you could not find. Uh, that was, but that was that's what made it fun. Yeah, you know, I'd have a conversation with Rabs every Thursday or Friday. We'd go for an hour, then I'd talk to Mo, and at the end of it, I'd just throw everything up in the air and go, "What the fuck am I doing here? This is <laughs> I have no idea how to do this show." But it, it seemed to work. They seemed to trust me, so I enjoyed that a lot. And then, sort of things happen around me that, that I had nothing to do with. And in about oh eight oh nine, the host Russell Barwick um, wasn't host anymore. So I think I'd filled in a couple of times, and I realised then when I filled in, I actually liked this. Not because of sort of the ego that comes with it, but I'm producing this. I can execute what I want to produce, I think, in my mind, far better than what a host can produce. Now, that's just... I get frustrated. I was a nervous pacer up and down. If a break didn't go the way I wanted... Um, I was very controlling in that manner, which obviously, as you know, Tom, transferred on air. I was very controlling about how I wanted something to sound. Uh, Jesus Christ, Tommy. That's yeah. what I remember when I fucked something yeah. up. Yeah, no, that's true. How often was that? Not oh. often, but you're always good as well because you'd be like, all right, that's my blow-up out of the way, and then yeah, we'd just yeah. get back to it. Well, that's the wog in me. <laughs> that's the wog in me. You get a big blow-up, any wog knows, you get a big blow-up, and, and that's it. Once they, it's out of system... So my mum's from a wog side. My dad is from an Anglo side. The Anglo side holds everything in mm. and just resents. The wog side gets it out and then come here for a hug. Come here. That's <laughs> the end of that. Uh, so I think I've taken more more of that side. Any hugs? Did you, did you, hug, did you hug it out, boys? Mm. I don't know if we hugged it out. I don't know if we were allowed to in the office. That was probably <laughs> maybe an arm. Good thing about the 6 o'clock show was everyone was out. Yeah. You know, we sort of had the run of the place to ourselves. So that, that yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And I, and they used to get the shits with me because I wouldn't turn up until about four. I'd, I'd do everything I needed to do at home. Tommy would, would take care of everything. That's much. I, I don't need to be placated by program directors. No, yeah, you'd walk in. That's you'd always. Sometimes though, you'd leave it late, and I'd be like, Jesus Christ, like is, where's Dan? Yeah. Where's Dan? We need to record. Like, well, I'll be honest. I get bored pretty easily. I think by the end of that run, I got punted at the end. But um, by the end of it, I was probably ready to be punted in that I get bored doing the same thing over and over. It wasn't it was a 22-minute show. It, was, it became it. very easy. Like, it's a routine. Oh, right? Like, yeah. you're just, like, you know, filling a few short sort of breaks. And That's then it. it. Was, but it was the good. challenge went at the end. But that was 2017. God, that feels like another world ago. So is that when you went from that moment, you is that when this started? No, I was doing – we were doing the podcast the whole time I was at Triple M. We've been doing it since 2016 anyway. Wow. Mm. But Eddie was, was telling me um, you were recording at Triple M. I didn't even know that. No, no. I used to sneak him up after everything yeah, was good. done and all the yeah, shows. When the cleaners were in. That's what we were going about. 8.30, 9 o'clock. And I, then I'd go in and frantically delete everything that we'd recorded on there because I was just like, fuck. I was kind of like uh, insecure about it. Yeah. In a I always had the great um, 
fuck you to Triple M or anyone really just happened I was working there would have been if I really wanted to muck around with their minds you go in and change the car well you go in and just halfway through an Akadaka song which they'd play six million times <laughs> you just put foul language in there you just <laughs> and but so I, I always planned if I got punted I was going to do that in my you know that part of your mind yeah. that yeah, thinks yeah, about yeah. how you can just blaze of glory yeah because if you do it to enough, then they've got to go and check every single song to make sure that it hasn't been <laughs> taped over in the middle. Kind of sorry I never did that, really. But um, Well, you didn't get properly punted, did you? Oh, pretty much. Like, no. You're still doing footy and shit, right? Yeah, so that was 2017. November, they called me in. I thought, And, and by then, I'm thinking, geez, haven't really saw me here. Something's a bit up. But I thought, no, nah, we're flying. We're, mm. we're rating well. The show's making money. What I didn't realise is that they took an attitude, and this was only recently explained to me, that you know the world's changing and the boss at the time, who I never got on with. Nor did I. Which one? Oh, no, no, this is the one above him. Oh. It's the one above oh, him. Oh, yeah, I know. No, I got on with your one. I didn't get on with that guy either. Um, no, not many did. And, <laughs> and he'd made a, a unilateral decision that every show had to have a woman on. Every major show had to have a woman on. World's changing, triple M2 blokey, we've got to have a woman on every show. Okay, fine. So they brought in Emma Friedman to do the breakfast show, right? I think Maddie liked her, Maddie Johns, and it worked. She was, she's good. She's very good. But they realised they've got one too many here. So... MG was the one they decided was going to be moved out of breakfast. Uh, and But they didn't want to lose him. He's too valuable a talent. My contract was up. It was just too neat. So they put him to the 6 o'clock show. Mm. And I think they waited for all the pieces to be put into place. And then they called me in middle of November. And, yeah, basically punted me. And at that point in that room... While I'm being eviscerated, it wasn't enough I was being punted. It was enough, you know, I had to be, had to have all my confidence ripped away as well, told I was hard to work with, people don't enjoy working with me. And, uh, Good Lord. Yeah, I yeah, know, it was a proper, it was... That's very See, radio, it was an undressing was, as well as a second. It was a, t- it was a, a total um, <laughs> pants-pulling-down exercise. And so I'm just in a state of shock. And at the end of that meeting, it was like, look, we think we're going to keep you on for footy if you want to do it. Uh, won't be a contract, won't be an agreement. You can fill out timesheets. Oh, Jesus. Which is the equivalent of Me. we can cut you at any time. Now, to be honest, they, to be, they were good to their word. They were good to their word. They, they, they came the next week and they said, we're going to offer you 60 games. So my thought of, oh, my God, how am I going to pay my mortgage? I'm going to have to sell my apartment. Well, that gave me a bit of relief. But then someone called me in. Oh, uh, uh early next week and said, was this said at the meeting? Was this said at the meeting? Was this said at the meeting? I said, yeah, everything. He said, yeah. No, he told me he was going to do all that. He said, look, they just, they just didn't want to lose MG. He said, it was, it's all bullshit. And So what, they're just trying to like... It was like, try and make it my size. fault. Oh, okay. Right, try and make try. it my fault. And the, oh, the irony is I kissed and made up with him five years later last year. And he brought me on to do cricket. And we're talking about the podcast idea. Then he got the bullet. So, so is he gone now? Uh, yes. Yes. I knew there was some sort of... Which is a shame because I'd, I'd gone through that. We, we, we were, I was, we're on the same team again. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Just so all like, that for nothing. All that for well nothing. Not. But anyway, I got to do cricket, so that was fun. So where were you after you got fired? Like, what were you calling footy for Fox at the time? Where, no, where was this, the setup? So this is really interesting. Um, 
because it just it, where you land, you know, it, it, it's serendipitous the way it, it happened. That was the end of 2017. I got a text message that night from someone at um, Sky News, Angelos Frondropoulos, and he a beautiful message, a beautiful message that Triple M don't know what they what they what they're losing. We know, you know what what you can do. Let's have a meeting next week. We're going to find a job for you here. So again, that was just relief, and it was nice to have my confidence slowly start to build back up. Now at that point, Sky News had just acquired. It's very complicated. But they just acquired Fox Sports News. Uh, yeah. So Fox Sports News is separate to Fox Sports, even though they share the branding, and it is an offshoot of Fox Sports. It is run by Australian News Network, which is Sky News. So they're, 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 think of Fox Sports and Fox Sports News as cousins, more yes. than sister mm-hmm. stations. Uh, so they, he gave me a job. Yeah, what were you doing? Were you sports reporting or were you on a show? Uh, they didn't know what to do with me. Yeah, they right. just knew... Give this bloke a job, we'll work it out as we go. And uh, so Fox Sports News, you know, I've never been at a place where people work harder, but no one watches it. So it's always this, you know, fundamental issue of people just absolutely working their backsides off. What do you reckon that's about? Because it used to be all I watched. Like, it used to be the thing that was on in my house. Really? Fox Fox Sports Sports News? Oh, yeah. At uni, we'd watch it all day. Really? On loop. But I don't at all anymore. Like... It just used to be the thing that was on, like, you just have fucking... Lo- or if you're hung Well, there weren't enough of like, you, Tom. Huh? There weren't enough of you. Well, no. when there'd be a big story... So when the cricketers came home from South Africa, yep. they threw me on, right? At this point, they still didn't know what to do with me. They taught me all the system, how to cut a report and how to... So you were doing all that shit yourself? All, everything. That's what everyone does there. Okay. It's a very egalitarian society there. Everyone does everything. Stars, minions, everyone. It's just all hands on deck. Which so is a, a journalist, re- essentially. Well, yeah, I don't call myself a journalist. Fair no, enough. No, because they... <laughs> you don't like that label. Well, no, I don't. They actually have a skill. They actually build relationships <laughs> with people. They, I know they get things wrong sometimes. Yes. And they can sometimes conflate things out of proportion, but they do have a skill, a skill that I don't have, and a desire to go and break news. I have none of that desire. Mm. Um, so then the cricketers came home in March and they threw me on. Because I'm, I was the opinion guy. That's all I was there. Anyway, massive audience and seemed to go pretty well. And um, and that's pretty much what I did for two years. And then there was a night in, I don't know if it was 18 or 19, must have been 18. And I got a call, it was on a Thursday, and it was from uh, Matt Weiss, who runs cricket now, but he also looked after tennis when Fox did tennis. And he said, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm working at... Fox Sports News. He said, oh, can you get out of it? I said, oh, why? He said, oh, we've got a bit of a dilemma. Uh, we've got two French Open matches on and we've got Adam Peacock and must have been Wally Masseur calling the main game. Let's assume it was Barty. Right? Yeah. And we're going to run Daria Gavril over on the other channel, but we've got no one to call it. How do you reckon you'd go at tennis? Now, at this point... <laughs> have you called anything nah, at this point? No, nah, but you don't say no. You no. just say yes. Yeah. Right? You'd be the... Someone told me very early, don't be the problem, be the solution. So I said, yeah, oh, mate, mate, watch tennis all my life. Not a problem. <laughs> Dream come true. Yeah. When do you need me? <laughs> oh, I'll come in at, at 6.30 or something. And I had to do a show on Fox Sports News, did that, drove over to um, uh, Artarman and thought, well, it's the second round of the French Open. This will be over in 40 minutes. How bad can I be? 
well, fuck me, the thing went for two hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> and all I, I just said, I'm going to be the most vanilla person. I'm just not going to, there's not going to be goodbyes or anything out of the ordinary. I'm just going to do a very straight, simple, forgettable job, just straight down the line. I did it with um, Leighton Hewitt's sister. Is it Jaslyn? Jaslyn. Leighton Hewitt's sister? Yeah, yeah. Is she a tennis player? Or yeah, she- yeah, she could play. And I, I said, have you, how many matches have you done? She said, oh, this is my third on TV. I said, well, you've two matches ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> but we got through, and I think that planted a little seed that I could be at least trusted. Yeah. They called me later that year. Crawls called me, Steve Crawley called me. Um, they were having their big meeting where they sort of uh, fixed their roster, and they said, oh, Sunday, August something, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm calling for Triple M. He said, oh, can you do Camber and the Roosters? And uh, I've gone, yeah. I said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but is and I and I'll do it. I would happily do stuff for free, but I'm working paycheck to paycheck here. I need, I need. Is does it pay? Because I've got to get, I've got to forego a triple M shift mm. to do this. Anyway, he looked at it. He goes, yeah, of course, of course, it's paid. And then he looked at it. He goes, oh shit, no, it's New South Wales Cup. We don't, we don't pay for that. I think that's what he said. And I've got crawl, crawls. Listen, you know, I, I don't. I have no problem calling New South Wales Cup. I, I'm not above that at all. But I can't give up. You know, I've got a mortgage. So he goes, totally understand. And I'm thinking, oh shit, have I Fuck thrown away my one chance to call footy on Fox? And then the next year, they about round five, um, they called me. Said, Dan, you want to do a game? I said, love to. And that was it. Newcastle Manly. And um, and it was hastily put together. I know this because when they send out the parking passes, I was to go in under the name Matt Nabel. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it was his gig and, and they'd come to an agreement that he wasn't going to call. He was going to be the voiceover guy. Yes, Matty Nabes. Yeah. The voiceover man. What about that guy? The VO. Yeah, we've got some guys. King of the VO. There's a dribbler who does like Matty Nabes knockoffs and he sends in videos. <laughs> he hasn't done one for ages, actually. But, but they were special. Fucking God, hilarious. like some of the ones and he, he did for Mount like, Pan and shit. Fox and all this sort of shit and Mount Panorama. Fucking it was unbelievable. very funny. Uh, and so that was it. It was one game. They rostered me on for one game. It was like, this is, don't fuck don't this fuck up. Don't fuck this up. So I did it, and it wasn't a cata- it wasn't great, but it like wasn't a catastrophe. Like you're already relatively confident. Like you've called a shitload of footy. Like obviously there's nerves associated to like your shot. Yeah. But like, I mean, how how different is it for un- like the call off for TV and for radio? Massively different because you obviously say a lot less, right? That's the obvious thing. Everyone knows that. But then, it's not just saying less, but it's, you've got to add something different. So it's not just not describing what's going on on screen because everyone can see that. It's trying to give some sort of different perspective. It took me a long time to get used to. In fact, it, this is the first year, 2022, that I felt comfortable mm. doing TV. First year. For, the first three years, I felt completely out of my comfort zone, out of my depth, mm. um, and sort of hadn't found my voice, hadn't found what my right energy was, what my right anything was. And I'd be up too much one game, I'd be too flat the next game. Ooh, and it, it, I, they were getting frustrated. We all were on the same page. Like, it's not quite there yet. But this year, I think, we're, you know, it's starting. They're giving me some great games, so... I yeah, you're getting some, some, some of, like, the 
the main the main like slot games, aren't you? It's been pretty fortunate. Look, yeah. my days are Friday, Saturday, right? So, luckily, a lot of the gun games were certainly Friday night. Yeah. Um, but my Triple M days are Thursday and Sunday. Jeez, there's been some dud Sunday games this year, hasn't some it? Real Last weekend. Southern Pooslingers. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. At least there were tries. Yeah. Um, so I've been lucky in the fact that the draw has been kind to me, but also they've given me they've they've they've, they've given me some. So you know that's been really good this year. What do you reckon it is that you found this year from a television perspective? Is, it, is that something I found you can how to be down? yourself? Yeah, right. It's like Paul Newman in Color of Money. You got to learn how to be yourself, but on purpose, right? That's oh come on, you got to be more impressed. That's a Color so, of Money reference. Listen, I it's a no nineteen eighty six movie. Yeah, well, I was born in nineteen eighty nine, so ninety one. Yeah. I know Paul Newman is because he's on salad dressings. But <laughs> You're younger than him. Yeah. You look <laughs> <Thank> 50. You, <laughs> you yeah. look 50. Doesn't <laughs> he look fucking old? Mate, look at how grey he is. What am I supposed to do with that? Look at how grey he is. You, just, you do just look older. Shot than down. Yeah. In my own shit. No, you deserve it. You've got the voice <laughs> of a 50-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a, have shit. you done radio? You've got a very nice voice. Thank you. For, well, there, now I'm back now up. Now you're back. Now yeah, I'm back yeah, up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, the compliment sandwich. I should have given you a compliment first, yeah. then whacked you, which is the real purpose. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then when, so that was the problem with my 27 email. It was no compliment sandwich. <laughs> no, yeah. just... But you got one that night. See from the Sky News guy, yeah, you did the. He came to you after your, your well, that's true. meeting, but it <laughs> was true. from different parties. Yeah, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. exactly feel. Exactly. Judd Apatow, that's who you look like, Judd <laughs> Apatow. Dude, yeah, he's actually he's done it the other way. He's fucked you, then he's been nice, and yeah. then he's fucked you. So the compliments in the middle, yes. of the fucking, yes, yeah, yeah. Judd should be the other way around. Judd, Judd's, Judd's okay. a young Judd Apatow, probably yeah. not current. No, not current no. Judd's a fucking real slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. But as a drillers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. 
For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. On your, and to what he's talking about, like what you found this year, but one of my, like, not treasured memories, it was just like a one that has always stuck with me, it was after Dead Set Legends one day, and you were playing some commentary to Rabs, and it was like you were playing it to him, and he was hmm. giving you feedback in the moment, and I was like, for me, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> but I was looking at it from, like, your perspective of being like, this is obviously your career and what you want to do, and you've got the, the goat there giving you feedback. Do you, did you, firstly, what was that experience like for you? But also, did you, have you lent on Rabs since then for advice? I felt uncomfortable since going to Fox. Right. Because we don't talk all that often. Still a very good relationship, but, you know, it's just we don't talk as much as we used to. And also, I do feel like it is odd to be, and I know he'd give me advice if I asked. So mm. he's, but. You know, I don't particularly care about the competition between Nine and Fox, but other people do. Yep. Yeah. Right? People make their choice. They like Gus or they like Joey or they like the Fox people and they make their choice and that's the end of it, right? Um, the, the biggest sort of moment, that the thing that triggered my commentary and my even thought of even being a commentator was 2005 and Triple M had just picked up the rights to the Sydney Swans to play in Sydney, right? And colleague Russell Barwick wanted to be a caller for the Sydney Games. And there was a trial. They weren't convinced of him or anyone. They, they were putting this together and they said, well, we need to hear you on tape. So the Swans were playing a trial against Essendon at North Sydney Oval, right? And... um. The AFL style is two commentators. And he said, Dan, can you come with me? I, I just need to get the rhythm. I need to have a second call. I said, I know nothing about AFL. I don't know the plays. He said, just make it up. He said, I just need to get the rhythm, when, you know, when to take the gap, when to pick up, all those. I said, okay, fine. So I did it, and uh, it was on tape, and he'd, he'd uploaded it into the system. And after Legends the next morning... I said to Rabs, listen, can I play you something when you get home? He said, yeah, of course. He'd never say no. And I, and I, I found like a one-minute stretch that I liked, that I thought, because he doesn't know the players either. So even though I've just made up all the names, I just liked the way I thought, this is interesting. I want to hear what Rabs thinks of, of this as stylistically. And a player, you know, it was the old system. You had to patch through the call and, you know, you had to and ring him up and I had to connect the thing to, to play the, 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 the mini disc audio down the line. I played a minute for it. Anyway, unplugged it, picked up the phone. So, Rabs, what do you think of that? And he took this long pause of the oh, shit. <laughs> <sighs> 
Well, Dan, I certainly think there's a career you can pursue with this. And those oh, words, wow. that was the that lit the fuse. If he had said, well, Dan, look, it's probably not for you. That would have been it. I would have just given up yeah. and that would have been the end. But yeah. that that sort of, you know, that, that bit of encouragement was enough. Even though I had nothing to call, it was 2005, we wouldn't get Monday Night Football rights for years down the track. And that came out of nowhere. Um, that was the spark. I thought, okay, well... In the back of my mind, maybe one day I could do, be a, a, a commentator. That's I might have that in my back pocket. Would you practice in those years where no, no, no not at all. You just just a dream, yeah. Because there was, in my mind, there was no point in practicing. That's a bad attitude, but I wasn't going to get a job at Two GB or the ABC. My I was starting to really sort of establish myself for Triple M. They weren't getting football. So I, did, I didn't sort of really think, well, is there any point to pursuing this? My concentration was being just good on air as a presenter um, or reading sport. So that was, where, that was where that was left. And then we got the rights in 07. How did you approach that? Did you well, go... Well, I, knew, I just knew I had to be part of the coverage, right? Forget wanting to commentate. I knew my commentary wasn't anywhere near arable. Sure, sure, Rabs might have said there's something to pursue here. There's a kernel of something. But I knew I wasn't close. And they'd already decided Anthony Maroon, who just was established. He'd called games in Wollongong. He was a good caller. Mm. But um, it was late 06. I had a show on a Sunday afternoon, a one-hour show called The Wash-Up. And it was the same time that this new station, Vega, I think that's what it was originally oh, called, yeah. was starting. But for some reason... Vega. Osterio was obsessed with this station because I think Nova a few years ago had decimated them. Same company. And they were worried that Vega were going to do the same to Triple M as what Nova did to Today. So basically Triple M, they'd made the decision that music, we had to get rid of music. Sorry, sorry. We had to get rid of all shows that weren't necessary because we've got to play music, music, music. This Vega is going to play music. So, Sunday, little Sunday afternoon show, which I'll pay me 300 bucks a, ga- a, a show for. Um, they said, I'm sorry, Dan, we, 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 we need to play 15 songs an hour. And it was at that moment, <laughs> I've gone, I've got Todd nods his, uh, t- <laughs> Tommy nods his head yeah. in that approval. Oh, just in, in knowledge. The radio in mentality, yeah. yeah. Um, that still frustrates me. Oh. Even now it frustrates Mate, me. Mate, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like, you know, I, I do a show now. And I, I love it, it, dude. And I was I listen to it all the time, but then sometimes I'm in the car and I'm like, I've driven for like 15, 20 minutes and I've just heard ads and songs. Yeah. But it is what business. it is. I get the ads part. I get the ads as well. I don't get the, the songs part. Yes. For the stations, show, you should just station go. just had a really good rating, so maybe the bosses know what they're doing. Mm. But anyway, anyway, so end of 06, <laughs> we just saw on Monday Night Rights and I knew I was going to be calling, but I basically said, look, this little Sunday show, now that you've taken that away, there's really no point for me to be here unless I'm somehow part of Monday Night Football. And they had one job left, and that was a sideline guy. And they said, okay, you can be the sideline guy. And that, for me, was perfect. I just wanted to be part of it. 
then the next year, the executive producer had gone, so I stepped in and executive produced, and my first point of business was to make myself the host. Uh, <laughs> you know, we Smart. had a half-hour pre-game. It's a real Tim Sheen's move. Yeah, yeah, I said to Maroon, listen, Maroon, you just you just keep yourself ready for the big game. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're up, mate. We want you fresh, mate. We yeah. want you nice and fresh. You just let me take it. So that was, uh, that was 08. Size up. And then that Vegas, <laughs> and then that station, Vega Poach Maroon in 09. There you go. And they just had, he and Gus, we had Gus School at the time, a thumping rating, right? A mat, like the highest rating any Triple M Sydney thing had had in a decade, right? So Monday Night Football was flying, but Vega had come and offered him a job, and I don't think he was DJing at Triple M. At that time, I think he was basically just doing footy in the odd, odd, odd bit and piece. And I gave this, I was so proud of what Monday Night Football had done. I gave this big Churchillian speech. You can't go to Vega. Yeah, they might give you double. But you know what? Are you going to be satisfied? You've worked your ass off to call footy. You've drink Like, it was one of the great moments. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. And my, my roommate at the time, I hung up. My mate goes, fuck. Jesus Christ, that was something. Mate, I want to I wanna work for you after that. <laughs> Get to work the next day and and uh, uh, I say to the, uh, uh, Emma, our news reader, where's Maroon? Because he's supposed to. He goes, oh, no, he quit this morning. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I said, well, fuck it, I want to call football now. <laughs> yeah, I just, so a day after giving this big speech, speech. I thought, well, this is now or never. I was going to say, do you go home and regret the speech? Going, fucking hell, I landed on too thick. I had a job here. Because I was that proud of us rating 14s that I really, I I didn't want anything to get in that way. He and Gus had a really nice rapport. Yeah. And I just thought, shit, this is now or never. So I went to Jamie Angel and said, can I do this? And he goes, well, I'm going to have to hear a tape. Um, And... The next game was the first game of the of twenty two thousand nine, and that was a trial game under twenties. January twenty eight or something, Canberra versus Cronulla under twenties. Couldn't get teamless. Had to make up names. Green. <laughs> there was a lot of greens and whites and browns yeah. and Smiths and Jones. And I drove down to Seaford Oval, and it was forty degrees, and I'm spending three hours. All I'm thinking is, well, this is it. If I've if I don't do any, if I, I can't fake it. If it, it's not like this game's on tape or on video somewhere, and I can go and I, I have to deliver. Mm. Anyway, it was fine. I realised with management that they're only going to listen to five minutes, so I realised I just left the tape. I made sure it was on, I think, cassette, and I left the cassette at the precise point I wanted them to go. listen from. Yeah, and. I knew the f- the first five minutes might have been midway through the first half were the best five minutes. Mm. Anyway, they listened and said, yep, if you want to do it, you've got the job. So that was it. So then it sort of started going up from there. Um, that was that was really the catalyst for, for, you know, where we are today. Drinking bloke beer yeah. in, a, in a warehouse in... Uh, Alexandria. In Alexandria. <laughs> cheers. It. It's a cheers, cheers indeed. It. I, um, it's like, it seems like, well, I mean, I haven't worked in it, but like it's a fun job. You know what I mean? Oh, you get yeah. to sort of work with a bunch of different sort oh, of former yeah. NRL stars. But there is also the element of managing egos of former NRL stars and all that sort of shit. I've got to say, there's not as many egos I've found. Gus was a unique creature. Gus, there were days where Gus wouldn't speak to us on air 
the moment the microphone came on, he was unbelievable. He is, he is the best person talent-wise I've ever I've worked with by, by so far. It's not funny. And he wouldn't talk to you. Not out of anger. He just wasn't in the mood to talk. <laughs> Go, boys. That was it. But then there'd be some days he'd be telling stories. He'd be so gregarious. Mm. Um, but fantastic to work with on air. He was, he was like a teacher to me because I'd started. He was my first co-commentator. He was the perfect guide as a co-commentator. He would tell me if I'm saying the term too much, if I'm being a bit loud. If I, He was fantastic. So, you know, I, I, owe, I owe him a great deal. Sterlow was – they're all pretty good, actually, um, in terms of egos. Yeah. No, no None of those guys really, We worked them out pretty quickly at Triple M. Yeah. And, and at Fox, I've got to say, there's not many massive egos there either. Mm. That's one of the reasons I stayed there a few years ago. I actually really like working with the people. So I you could have gone? Was there a – were you going to be poached a few years ago? There was – yeah, they, they nine made a nice offer. Oof. Um, there, what, what, what happened there, like, in terms of – I assume there's like you could have been calling Origin potentially, or is it your potentially? So this was, I think this is out there, so I don't even giving anything away. So this is nineteen nineteen, I think, and I just done my first year at Fox, but it was freelancing. I'd only done, I only called thirteen, fourteen games or something, and I'd only called three World Cup games for Channel Seven a couple of years before that. So I had very little experience. That was part of that. I'm thinking, well, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this, and at that point, Rabs was still kicking, going well. Like, it, it, you know, every year, as you know, Tom, he would, you know, well, I don't know if I'm going to continue. I don't know. I don't want to tarnish my legacy. Uh, and I know they were very real fears for him, but I also knew he didn't want to give it up. Yeah. So they'd offer me a three-year deal, and I thought, well, Rabs might still be calling in three years. And what have I done? I've pissed off Fox, um, and I've, you know... All I've done is put myself in a position where I'm calling maybe a game a week. Yeah. And at that point, I knew I needed seasoning. I really knew I needed – that was my radio experience. Oh nine, one one game a week, Monday nights, that's all we had. You know, and I'd go back and listen and there'd be things I wouldn't be happy with. So the next week, I'd make sure those things were addressed. But then there'd be – it's like whack-a-mole. Then there'd be a whole bunch of other things I wasn't happy with. So I never got it right. And then in 13, when we got the full-time rights, um, I um, – I, I, my consistency went through the roof. So whether people liked it or not, it's a matter of taste. But consistency-wise, it was much better. And I knew it would be the same with TV. And that's why I say now, I'm only now comfortable. It's taken three or four years of calling two games, sometimes three games a week, to get to a place where I feel comfortable. Mm. So that's And also Fox has more. You know, they back page, which I'm doing tonight. Um, I hosted 360 a couple of times doing some cricket over the summer, which will be fun. Like, I just knew there was a wider scope for things. Nine just – and it was a fantastic time for Nine to come in because it gave me security because I'd offered three years, so Fox kind of had to match that. Um, so I have nothing but love for Nine for, mm. for you know, reaching out to me. Um, but in the end, I made the right decision because I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. And, mm. um, you know, I've had, I've had a good time. They're, they're good people to work for, Fox. I've never had – Never had a blue with anyone from management, certainly none of the on-air people. So I've had a good time. Was it ever a consideration of yours, like with the nine-off, where you just go, geez, I don't really want to try and fill Rabs' shoes, so to speak? No one can, because it, I know, yeah, But I know that, right? And so to follow the greatest of all time yeah. would be daunting for me. And it would it potentially might scare people off. That, that didn't bother me. 
Oh, I would have been hammered. Eddie, I would have been mm. hammered. If I'd left Fox, can you imagine the pieces that would have been in the Telegraph and the Fox? They would have killed <laughs> yeah, you. Right? They would have killed yeah. you. Yeah. It's but a I was okay with game. that. Yeah. I've been hammered in the past. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. Yeah. So I would have been okay with that. My issue, Eddie, was that I wasn't ready. Yeah. So that 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 was the catalyst. And and plus they didn't they didn't offer me there was no it wasn't like there was Sunday footy show or we'll get you to read the news on the weekend the sports news on the week. It was just we want you to call footy, which is fantastic. And even Fox said, Look, we can't match the lifestyle they're offering you. They're offering you the same amount of money we're gonna offer you and you're basically working one or two days a week for seven months a year. Mm. If that is, if that is what you want, we cannot match that. And, and we, some are off, and we wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, but that doesn't work for me, Eddie, because I had five <laughs> months off the first year of uh, the, my current deal because yeah. I was only a football caller at Fox and a football caller at Triple A. No, idle time does not work for me. So that <laughs> I went crazy. Six weeks is great. Five months is the road to insanity. <laughs> Is that what's that like? Because you're you always seem like a night owl sort of a person. Oh, still right? Like you still are. Yeah. Because like I would always be that thing of like you were just up late watching all the US sports shows and shit. Yeah, I don't like, so do so much. Do of that you sleep now. in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting seven, eight hours. Yeah. Got to get your eight. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Um, you know, so Unless that's why when kids. I do yeah. Saturday mornings, so that, serious, that's a battle. The easier show, two hours. And you put in the songs and the ads, mm. it's 45 minutes of content. And with Richard Friedman and now Candace Warner, yeah. it's the easiest show in the world. And yet I find it a battle because getting up at 7.30, <laughs> I mean, how how offensive is that? That getting up at 7.30 in the morning for good money, for two hours work or 45 minutes work is problematic for me. <laughs> I know. I know. Because I'm going to bed at three. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I do a game, which I do on Fox on a Friday night. Yeah. It takes me forever to come down off that. What are you What are you doing when you're night owling? Are you watching sport? Are you looking up? Sport. I've yeah. watched The West Wing about 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> I only discovered 30 Rock about 18 months ago. Oh, right. So, you're working watch that, you know. so you're padding. You're padding in the midst. Yeah, 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 well, that's my relaxation. Yeah. That's my late night, not thinking about work, not thinking about footy. Are you pounding cigars at that hour yes, of the night? Yes, I am. You're a big cigar man, I know. Was I a cigar man back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were a cigar man. But yeah. I, you were like well, that's more sneakily importing them into the country. Yeah, still am. Are you still... I, well, so we can't legal. get them here? No, yeah, I thought it was legal. You've got to pay duty. Okay. You gotta, but, but it's well, legal. You can get them. It's cheaper to import them and pay the duty than to buy them direct here. That's how bad the tax is here. Really? Good Lord. Yeah. And occasionally one will slip through the net and you don't pay duty on them. Yeah, uh, that's that is that's Christmas. Heaven. That is manna from heaven. <laughs> do you, Dave, you, you, so you, you just get us another beer, please. Yeah, that'd be is great. Else I want, Dan. You're no, right. I'm good. I got to work tonight, so uh, that's yeah, why yeah, I'm just yeah, sipping sorry. on this. No, bloke. no, that's all right. I yeah, am, no. I am metaphorically making love. Yeah, to yeah. this bloke. I'm counting blokes. Nah, you know, it's it's slow love to the to yeah, the, yeah. Bloke, to the considered bloke. slow considered passionate love. We love it. Are you? You're a poker player, are you not? I used to be. I play every now and then. I just don't have the time. I was really into it in about. Mid-2000s, like 2005, 2006. Like mm. I played a couple of tournaments every week. Mm. I was okay at it, but nothing more than okay. I'd always find my level pretty quickly. So if I went to a big cash table, you know, because I was having a good little run, I'd be put in my place pretty quickly. But mm. no, I love it. I love poker. It's like maths I'm good at and reading people I think I'm okay at. So put those two. Do you blokes blokes play? I used to play weirdly when I was like just out of high school online. I went through this period of just playing online poker for ages and then 
just I, again as quickly as I started, I stopped. We used to go down to the Oak and the Sheaf on was it Tuesdays and Thursday nights, I think, and play their like little tournaments yeah. they had down there. It's all pretty. They were huge. I don't know if they're still as big. That was remember the know. boom. That was when the boom, late mid two thousands, when Joe Hashem was winning World Series and it was everywhere. Poker was everywhere. I don't get the sense it's as big. It's I mean, it's big, still yeah. as big at the Star, uh, you know, at the casinos, mm. but I don't get the feeling it's as big around societies. I just sometimes to like, I t- if you want to really have a crack, it's a long time. You got to be in the saddle, and I'm like, yeah. I just don't have. Tell you what I've discovered, and this is not good. Pokies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, can I do? You know, you know, you talked about. You asked me right at the top what. Podcast would you like to do? And I said, whatever no one else is doing, yeah. I want to do a pokies conversation <laughs> podcast. Because I have actually theories. fucking great. I have theory. Everyone has the anyone that plays pokies has yeah. theories on when to change the game, when to change That's the denomination. Yeah. Uh, if a machine is hitting, do you keep hitting or do you try something else? Because a machine can only hit this. I tell you, there's a world <laughs> of there is a world of conversation. I'm a. Uh, a short time is a good time play because I think every press you're closer to defeat, right? You're playing to the percentages; they're built to beat you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I will play ten dollars spins, but only for a very small amount of money. Yes. So I might be there for literally ninety seconds. Yeah. Right. So I'm not there for the entertainment value. I'm there, bim bam boom, and and if you know, if I'm out in ninety seconds, so be it. Do you uh, do you take a little notepad in with you and work through your different <laughs> theories? You know what I mean? Take notes. I love seeing the. Um, uh, people of non-Anglo variety at the casino with their notebooks at the baccarat table and the and the roulette. I like yeah. I like that sort of dedication. No, I'm not that dedicated. Was it roulette where we had the person of non-Anglo descent who was following me around because I was on a yeah. hot streak? Yeah, she liked she liked the look <laughs> of your streak. Of, yeah, and then because you were hot, I was hot. Tom went one went on one of the great streaks all the time. We were down in Melbourne recently for the Cambosis fight, yeah. and Tom just lit this table up. I'd and never played before. That's why I was so good. And credit to it. you, you set up our weekend. We yes. just we hit all weekend long and came back <laughs> full of the brim. How, yeah. how fun are those weekends yeah. when you come out? You've had a cracking weekend, and you've actually you've gained money on the seriously. Weekend. Oh, we were we were well up. But the Cambosis fight looked garbage. Like no, the, the, he okay, he was out of his depth, but. That venue is shocking for 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 intimacy. Yes, yeah. It yeah. just felt. Fl- I was watching on TV. It just felt flat. It was. We were ringside. Oh, you know. Yeah, and so cool. for us, it was a little bit different. No, but, no, you know. take it all <laughs> but no, I get your point. Yeah. Like literally, there was the people in the middle, us, and then there's like acres of room, and then you get to yeah. the crowd. Like there yeah. were some so, people who were cavernous. The, the people at the front seats of the stadium select section. Wouldn't have been able to see a thing. No. No. So I want to go, I'd, I'd go to the next one at Laver. Yeah. 100%. That's a good venue. That's a good venue. So. Everyone really close yeah. on top of each other. That was, I think that was what it was. I mean, obviously it was lacking Cambosis to perform, but like. It was lacking atmosphere for The sure. atmosphere was not mm. fantastic. We it's, were surrounded by bikies, so we were on our best. <laughs> it was fucking intimidating. Yeah, it was. Uh, How good's boxing though? You, that, that's, people talk about colourful Racing identities. Oh, mate. Mate, it doesn't matter who's fighting. Oh, mundane fights. You would just see members of society that um, 
You wouldn't look them in the eye. No, and you don't. No, you, you, you don't. look at the Head ground. Down. I mean, we're at Newcastle Entertainment Centre for a couple of beers. Galvi Kristevsky. And it's an absolute who's who of, <laughs> of you know, the underworld there as well. But then you see the same characters at the Cambosis fly. You're like, Jesus. Well, we were wanting to, like, the dream we had was to just rock up in sort of like Denzel Washington American Gangster Furs and sit ringside at, one, at like, a really sort of mediocre Australian boxing event. <laughs> and then when we went to Kristevsky and Gallen, we just – we pussied out and then as we were sitting there and there were legitimate underworld figures in furs who were like thank fuck <laughs> thank god i um i went and saw gallon lucas bram in the gong this is what 18 months ago and one of those colorful identities must have recognized me and he just nudged me and he goes gallon in one i thought oh isn't that interesting <laughs> so i i consulted my sports bet account and i think he was 10 to 1 to win in the first round by well, the time the fight started, it was about $4.50, and Gallon won in one round. Wow. So, uh, look, they just might be really good judges of fights. Hey, well, friends, they watch enough of them. Yeah. Our colourful boxing identities. Definitely. Gallon in one, hey? They watch I enough mean, he them. did. He flogged him. He did flog him. No, he flogged him. He certainly flogged him. Oh, it's nice to get a nudge, though. Oh, it's oh nice yeah. To, it's oh. nice to be like, okay. Here we go. I'm approachable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you blokes get recognised? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. From time to time. Where like do you get at pub? Yeah, at the pub. Mainly, that's good. This like where footy games, footy games. Yeah, sort oh, of. Where, that's good. If we go to the manly games, we get it because we're just obviously big manly tragics, and we're we actually just got invited today to their end of season ball, um, which is ridiculous. At the star. At wow. the star. Yeah. But no, like I said, manly games definitely. But generally speaking, not really. You blokes are flaw. I can't even get parking for the opening of Allianz. I'm calling that game. They can't even get parking for me. You blokes are getting invited to the manly ball. Well, we'll, we'll, we might have to speak to someone at Allianz then and get you some parking. Oh, you've got, you've got an in? <laughs> no, not at all. Well, no. we might. <laughs> we'll find one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, manly, manly fans, yeah. I knew you were. Yeah, yeah no, I've heard your as well. We're, yeah, we're, both, we're both tragics. Who that up there was gifted to us by the great Tom and Jake Jabrovich up there. Yeah. Great photo. Very the outstretched nice. arms. Have I heard? Well, how will you react if they punt Dez? Oh, appallingly. Appall- I think it's the craziest decision to try and lump that on Des. Is there a chance, though, that he's done? He's, the magic's not there anymore? Potentially, but I, I don't just... I think I should sack him on no. that way, but... Like, potentially, but if you look at what has gone on this season and also last season, we were top four, mm. arguably should have, you know, we always say one refereeing decision away from making the grand final. And then, you know, you just got to turn up on the day. Didn't you get beaten by 40? Don't no, 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 no. Don't look into yeah, it. Yeah, but it's just, it's, if you heard it, it's a cascading effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, we make the top four, and then this year we're in, you know, dragged into some, like, ideological shit fight of a, you know, situation through no fault of Dez's or the players, and then it fell apart from there. And even without Tommy, who was injured, like, we were still doing a pretty good job. Yeah, you weren't going to win the comp. We, no, we weren't going to win the comp. But, like, when you lose the best player in the world and Ruben goes to fullback, makes a fist of it, like, I just don't see how it's Dez's. And this shit year no. has been Dez's fault at all. No, it's a shallow. It's how. It's your method of the, your three guns getting a shitload of the money. You take yeah. one of them out, you're gone. That's yeah. the manly way. You've got Tom, you've got Daly. And you got Jake, and if one of them goes, it's all over. That that, that it's a risk reward uh, method. Yeah, we don't have a manly. Once you lost lacking. Tom, you knew it was over. But we were still able to. I don't think many teams will win the comp if they lose their best player. No, we, no, no. I'm not, we were still able to, like, we were still mm. putting together something that was almost a finals, like almost a finals appearance. We were mm. there or thereabouts, mm. and then once 
the fucking jersey we're, we're side. We're ninth. Like, I mean, Tommy, the footy he was playing last year, you can take you from we were last until he came back and then we ended yeah. up coming fourth. So he's got that sort of impact. We we don't go as well as like a Melbourne without Pappenhausen for sure. But I don't think that a back half riddled with unfortunate events, you're going to sack Dez with, no. the, with the CB also, who he's else? got. Who else? Well, that's the, who the perennial fuck rugby league question. Yeah. Who are you going to put in there? Who are you going to bring Look at in? West Tigers. Look what they've had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's but coaches hey, everywhere. But centre of excellence, so, you know, things well. are going to turn around quick. No, so is that, the idea must be that you, you go in mediocre and you come, come out excellent. excellent. Is that... <laughs> that is that their, their, <laughs> their, their fingers crossed on that? <laughs> 70 million, then fucking yeah. hell. Well, also, 70 million seems like a shitload of money. There's a rot in there somewhere. Stuck just Someone's a, got a kickback there. Maybe one of those people we've seen at the boxing has, yeah. uh, has, yeah, yeah, has yeah, got yeah. a little just bit in the, on the side. What's um, um, it's a lot of money for little pool. They seem to be very excited about the pools. Yeah, yeah, a hot and cold plunge pool pools. or something, and yeah, like yeah. A, a, an infrared sauna. Yeah, look, I, newsflash, they're 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 not new technology. Infrared sauna's cheap as shit, actually. Yeah. You get one in your home for yeah, a couple thousand. Can. From the center aisle at Audi, you can get infrared saunas. Eager. So anyway, are you a dogs fan? Was I might can't be now. Well. Neutral. Eh, I sort of fell out of love. My last bit of dogs fandom. Was getting drunk because I wasn't working at the 2004 Grand Final, and they played the Roosters. Took a mate out with me. He wasn't a Dogs fan, but he he came with me, and somehow I bullshitted my way onto the field, and I did the lap of honour. I think it's on TV, and I am pissed, and I'm hugging, I'm hugging Steve Price and consoling because he didn't play that game. Remember he, oh, yeah. he got hurt or yeah, he got, he yeah, got yeah. suspended. I'm hugging him, and there's Braith, and I'm giving him a hug, and I'm doing the lap with him, and. Um, then, I don't know, it was around then, so it was really before my sort of career really took off. But then a couple of years later, um, I sort of fell in love and and sort of uh, my priorities had changed a bit. And I went to a prelim final against the Broncos. They led 20 to 6 or something at half time. And I said to my mate, who was diehard, an absolute diehard, I said, we're going to get beat. And... They did. They got both 37 to 20. And then he turned to me and he goes, you're not a Dogs fan anymore. You're just not a Dogs fan. <laughs> and I didn't argue with him. Right. I'd okay. fallen out of love. I don't know what happened. They weren't a pleasurable club to deal with either. They, that was yeah. the Coffs Harbour era yeah. and the Salary Cap era. So um, they weren't the, 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 the greatest club to deal with. But yeah. yeah but then I, I want to see them do well. If they went back to Belmore, I'd be in lock, stock and barrel. Right, okay. But the Dogs at Bank West or at... Homebush doesn't. I don't know. They're not. That's that's a different bulldogs to me. It's not the old bulldogs. Yeah. Are they staying at Allianz or not Allianz? Are they staying at Accord? Do we know? I think so. I think they play less there, so I think they play a lot at Parramatta. One of the great shitholes all time, Accord. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, if Rabbitohs leave and then Bulldogs are playing there less and less, could make an argument a strong one. Just rip it down. Oh, Blow they have stuff. Don't start me on the state. <laughs> they have stuffed that whole thing up. They have <laughs> stuffed that up. I mean, we should have had okay. If they if they knocked it down like they were supposed to, and put the best seventy thousand seat stadium in the world or one of them, everyone's close to the action, roof clear roof, yeah. right? Would you be comfortable going to Homebush then? To be honest, I still wouldn't. I like it'd be better, but it's not, I, for me. It's, it's not the stadium experience. It's the getting out there and getting. I get you. It's the atmosphere experience. You can't really. You can't leave and go to the pub and get on the piss and enjoy no. time with your yeah. mates. My problem with Allianz, sorry, 
my problem with Allianz is they've knocked it down and put up pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Just a bit closer, and it's got Wi-Fi, and yeah, okay, it's quicker to get a beer. That's nice. That's great. 800 million? 800 million? Mm. And you're still going to have the same problems getting out of Moore Park. It's a shithole to get out of. Um, the light rail, and the light rail I'm a beneficiary of, and it's still a punish, right? Um you know, if you want to get the train, you got to you either got to get the light, sit there and wait, stand there, and wait for the light rail, or walk down to Central through Surrey Hills and through the you know some absolute wackos and get to Central. Um, it's also a punish to get to, but it's you know it's got the pubs around. It's yeah, a bit more atmosphere. It's a, it's a, yeah, I agree with that. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna put a four hundred and fifty million dollar stadium at Penrith. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, it seems know, decadent it for Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> it seems very decadent for Penrith. <laughs> yeah. Well, they wouldn't know what to do with a stadium that snazzy, would they? Well, what's the point? I don't know. It seems like they're doing all right now. Um, Works. You know because they, they know this is a golden era. They don't want to lose their home ground advantage for two years. Because they were going to knock down the current stadium. I thought they were just building it. I thought the whole thing was like they're going to get rid of some trots track well, next, next door. Yeah, across right. the road. They are because Penrith... The Panthers lobbied successfully, and God bless them for doing this. I mean, they're looking out for themselves. They said, well, well could you knock over the trotting track? Which is 170 years old or something yeah. ridiculous. Um, and because, well, we're kind of, we're in this golden era. We don't want to have to play at Parramatta for two years. We really want to sort of keep at home. And the Stuart Ayres agreed. <laughs> is he still MP? Yeah, he used to work at Osterio. Really? Yeah, salesman. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, but all look, like, you know, in fairness to Stuart, he wants to see his team do well. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? I mean, he's pulled the money for Brookie. I <laughs> know. Oh, poor, poor old Dominic Brookie. did. Jesus. Maybe you should have a minute faces. silence for him on Friday night because it'll be Perrottet that opens the stadium and poor Stuart. And not him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's happened to goodbye? You goodbye. You've, 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 you've pegged, picked up, eh? Hey? Well, you've, I mean, I... We have. We, we've picked up. We're huge fans, but you've dialed it back or have you got rid of it completely? No, I haven't got rid of it completely. So I, just, I was overdoing it. I just thought <laughs> you were just getting too high on your goodbyes. And I, was, I was like, "Hang on, I've been doing this for five minutes on TV. I can't, I can't be a cartoon yet." You don't want to be the goodbye guy. I, I, I don't mind that down the track, yes. but I want to get some runs on the board. You yeah. didn't want like, to get too high. Like on your Bruce, own it, Bruce got up his own backside on special, and that's fine. He got thirty. He had thirty or forty years of credibility to play with. A lot of credi- credibility chips. Mm. So he spent them on special, and that's perfectly fine. Right. By the way, those videos of him when Winks... Mate, like... He the first one was great, and then after that, he knew the camera was on 100%. And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just won't tolerate that. No, no, no. no, no. I, 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 I won't stand for that. Uh, you, you're a strong man if you could. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It was very uncomfortable. Right, and the great really. commentators in America, you know, they, yeah, they have their, their, their go-tos, but they're long-established. I can't be... After f- and I was overdoing it. Forget that I didn't want to be. Yeah. I was just overdoing it. So I'll bring it back. You bring it back. I brought it back a couple of times in for Triple M. Yeah, I heard it on the radio. Yeah. Accidental. That was just, it just, it pushed through. I didn't want to do it. But it just, well, maybe that's the best time to do it when you just like, when you feel Also, it doesn't help that um, all the Triple M promos use it. So yeah. it's, it's like I'm not doing it, but it's still out it's there. It's still there. So, and Fox used to put it on their promos as well. I'll bring it back. It'll come. I'll bring it back for the finals. But the moment's got to be right. How do you go with the like com- 
or is there a competitive nature between you and the other callers at Fox in the stable? So. Like, is any you sort of, you know, I, I want that game, or is it, I mean, I, I guess you're not going to really speak to it if there is. But no, no, but there really isn't. I wouldn't, but there isn't. I mean, we get a rundown. We get we get a about every three or four weeks. They do the rosters. That's that's about it. Can so, you, can you tell from the roster where you think you're sitting? Well, I think you know you know if you're on the outer. <laughs> so if all of a sudden, if I'm next year doing a lot of Friday 6 p.m. and Saturday 3 p.m., then I'm on the shit list, right? Because I'm getting right. the the poo games. But yeah. they mix it around pretty well. You seem like from the outside looking in, and obviously I pay a lot of attention to what you're doing because former boss, you know, whatever. But it seems like you've moved up a little bit. I feel like you've moved up a rung or two oh, since know. you started. Maybe. I mean, I, I got like that. Look, they gave me a big game, Penrith Melbourne in Magic Ground. That was sort of that was a proud moment. I actually mm. wore a suit to that game. Oh. Did you really? It's the only wow. time I've ever worn a suit to commentary. I thought this game. Deserves. I need to wear a suit for this. <laughs> Beautiful. Plus, my wow. contract's up, and our new Channel Nine execs were there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks look sharp. Yeah, looks look presentable. Uh, presentable. Yes. Anyway, the game was a bit of a dud, unfortunately. But no, that was a nice moment. Um, but the, no, uh, they mix it around a bit. I, I might get the good games on my nights, but like last week, I don't even know who did what. But Vossi would have had a big game. He had South North Queensland. Mm. Warren would have had. There was a big Thursday game, wasn't there? Brisbane uh, Para. Brisbane Yeah. Uh, would have been a... Th- I haven't... I don't look at the ratings, but it would have been a thumping Raider on me. Mm. So they mix... They do a good job they of mixing mix it up. Keeping everyone happy. Giving everyone just a little taste. Yeah. Just a, a little taste. Do you find like, it difficult having to manage yourself? And is that like when you're, like, you're fighting for yourself in those... Like for contracts and shit? Mm, yes and no. It's my choice. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't need to play... This is going to sound arrogant. I don't really need to play the game of getting myself in the media and sort of promoting myself. I mean, my work is out there. Yes. So people can judge for themselves. It's not like I'm doing something behind the scenes, so I need someone to get me out there. Mm. Um, So, I mean, I had someone... I don't have a manager, but I had someone recently um, sort of who I trusted sort of outside the business or outside the the sporting broadcasting business... um, just, you know, make a few calls for me. I'm about to resign with Fox. So they actually sent me the paperwork last week. So that's I'll be there for a, a, a little while longer. Triple M I'll sort out soon. So I'm pretty, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, I'll probably scale it back a touch, probably less games on radio. Because I am finding I haven't been burnt out as much as this year. Yeah. I got burnt out really quickly. How many are you doing a week, do you Four. think? Four. Four. Too many. It's one too yeah. many. It's one too many. So uh, anyway, I'll negotiate with Triple M and... We'll see what happens. I'll be doing two a game, two a week next year for Fox. So once I sign, what's the nice problem to have? Yeah, absolutely, lovely problem. But yeah, I um, knocking I, back work yeah. instead of begging for it. Mm. I remember uh, like when we would work, or when I would work with Dan, the like the bag he'd bring in of like <laughs> shit to keep his voice, yeah, like lubed. Oh, you lube And up. I used to like oh, yeah. find it quite oh, impressive, like yeah. what you need to go through to just keep that. Because you've actually got a lovely voice as well. You're talking about Eddie's. You've got like a perfect voice for radio. Oh. But like, how do you keep it lubed? What are the things you I do? No, I think I think I think it's like you know you get calluses on your hands if you do something long enough. You, I think my vocal cords have been sort of hardened. I, I don't. So I used to bring the um, entertainer secret because I saw Billy Joel use it once. <laughs> He, he, I saw him at Madison Square Garden and he just sprayed something up his nose 
and I think just to make sure everyone knew he wasn't doing blow or something, he's just got entertain a secret. And I uh, thought, oh, that's interesting. It's like aloe vera. Yeah, right. right. Which is really good. But oh, yeah, I used to have a whole bunch of medicinal stuff. I just, I, I will drink two, three litres of water a game. That's my medicine. Really? So a game? I piss like a racehorse the night after a game. The night, yeah, the yeah, night, night of a game, they're troubled night sleeps. <laughs> so that's the thing I need to lube up. But I think all the years of smoking and uh, just calling, I think it's just, I think the vocal cords have sort of caught up. They sound fucking delightful. Yeah, they do. Did you have, a, did you have issues or was it all like preemptive with your big bag full of lube? No, I used to lose my voice all the time. Oh, you in did. fact, in the first, oh, it was too loud, Ed. Yeah. So I was too loud. I mean, that gave it away. Also, I didn't know how to use my voice and project. So I don't want to get into using the diaphragm. That's, <laughs> God, that's really boring. But, mate, I, I, there was one one of my solutions, because, you know, honey is one of the great lubes. I, I had the, the, the tube of Capilano honey. Was, did you see me do this, Tom? This might have been even before you. Um, so I'll in the very early days of calling memory. at half time, I'd get the tube. Nah, nah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Squeeze it down. <laughs> I, remember I don't even know. I'll tell you what, you get a sugar hit off that, let me assure you. <laughs> Mainlining honey. That's when I was getting that's when I got proper fat and I and I went to someone. <laughs> you lost a shitload of weight. I hey? put on a shitload to begin well, with. Well, yeah, and then you lost it all though. Not all well, yes, I lost it all. Put a little bit back on. Was that from deep throating honey? Hey? Well, when I went through, <laughs> when I went, never heard it described like that. <laughs> now, when I went through, um, I went, I, I, I was went to a personal trainer because I thought I'm desperate here because I, I, I knew I had a problem. I was 115, and I knew I had a problem, but I couldn't shake it off. And he said, "Just write down everything, everything you eat." And he's gone Monday 9:30 p.m. What's this? Thing of honey, and I he said, Dan, do you know that is all sugar? Anyway, there are a few other things that were a problem as well, so he, he, he straightened me up and that helped me get on the straight. It's the straight and narrow. Um, before we let you go, mm. uh, we had Dave, you know, doing a bit of producing, uh, you know, producing work, doing some research of things that maybe we didn't know about you already. Uh oh. He found, and I was like, I'm 100% sure, and this is bullshit. We've so talked don't. for over an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've softened me up. Softened you've you up, me up for this no, no, fucking no, don't jab, right? it's, it's nothing too bad. It says in your IMDB, is that correct, Dave, that you were – did you go to Wollongong University? Yes, I did. Were you a fucking mixed martial arts champion? No, that's another bloke. Another Dan Ganane at Wollongong Dan University? Ganane or Daniel Ganane. From Wollongong Uni. Yeah. Mixed no, Marshall. I don't know. Is he from Wollongong? No, I think there's a... They've mis- conflated the two stories. He, I think he's go. from Perth or somewhere. <laughs> and he whinged to me once because I, I had the Dan Ganane Twitter or Instagram or something. And and he and he is an ex-mixed martial artist, not happy. Yeah, he doesn't know where he lived, though. No, yeah. well, that's good. So, um, yeah, no, that's him. I think he's of uh, Southeast Asian descent, but he's an Aussie. He's, okay. So I think that's who he is. I don't know anything about him other than that. And I, he must have acted in something because uh, let me assure you, I, I've got an IDM, IMDB. But it's good because it's got all your Fox credits and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't, who's I thought, updating that? Who is updating that? I thought IMDB was for actors. Yeah. No, I think TV stuff. Okay. okay. It helps you on there. All right. Do you do you give a bit of a knowing glance or a nod to Peter Vlandis, like you know, past alum of you know, Wollongong University? Is he, is yeah, he yeah, really? I don't know if you knew that? Yeah. Um, 
I'm not as sold on PVL as everyone else is. He's oh, really? been fantastic, but no one calls him to account. No, we certainly don't. We uh, we get on our knees for PVL here. No, we like. I oh, I'm pro PVL. Let's <laughs> not. Let's not. No, let's have that. Inflate, to okay. use your word. But uh, like he lost this week or a couple of weeks ago. No one calls him out on it. He, okay. Yeah, that was. Oh, with you know, the, with he the played s- chicken with the New South Wales government and lost. Okay, mm. it happens. Not everyone can win every time, mm. but mm. no one says anything. No. No this is why you should have your own fucking show. This is why it should just you have your own podcast. Well, this is this is the bloke uh, beer sponsored. Uh, what, what do you call this company? What is this company called? Oh, Hello Sh- Sports. Shane, Shane Keith, Keith Productions. Productions. Shane Keith Productions. Yeah. yeah, a nod to the late great. Yeah, and, and it was a nod when he was. It was, when, it was a nod when he was going. living. It's a nod while he's. It's a big nod. Did you get him on? No, I don't know. Never got him. He would have done it too. This is right. Well, it's a great way to to get someone in, right? Name your company. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, but truthfully, I think you should be doing your own show because well, this empire that you've built. Yeah, I think it's time. You know, you can make an offer. The terms. The terms will be favourable to you. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah, they'll be in your favour. Yeah. Okay. Um, Look, we. I'm not going to sit here and look you in the eyes and tell you we won't be gouging your eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there'll be, there'll be something in yeah, it we'll you. work on it. We'll work something out. Get the accountants on the blower. All right. Uh, mate, That's it. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Well, I'm very disappointed that I was ready for the Tom Dearden numbnut conversation and the follow-up. What do you mean? I'm ready to talk about Tom Dearden's numbnut. Oh, you want to talk about his nuts? Well, I, I was fascinated by your chat last week. Well, do you do, I think we well, uncovered some serious like well, you you know, know, questions around what happens when you're a well, nut that's is right. lacerated. And I think there's some great uh, hypotheticals that we can explore. Maybe you can do this on another show. But what <laughs> I mean, the great hypothetical that everyone goes to is, what do you do if your missus is about to give birth? Do you give up? Do you give up a round twelve match? Well, of course you do. Do you give up an Origin? Maybe. Do you give up a grand final? Mm. Fuck no. It's no. A grand final. <laughs> it's a grand final. <laughs> what do you do? Okay, I'll ask this to you. What do you do if Doctor comes to Tom? We get to the grand final. Now his nuts is probably going to be fine by then. By the way, I think Kurt Caper wore a Hector protector a few years ago. Literally wore a Hector. Really? In a final against Canberra, like as primitive as an old-fashioned Hector. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and um, I mean, by any means necessary, though, if you got to play, right? How like, you're running it, though. Well, that's a good point. I'm not 100% sure how you're well, running it. running football ma- where you're being twisted. And, um, but what if a doctor came to Tom and said, Look, I understand you're in too much pain to play this grand final. We've got a needle. Um, now, we have no evidence to say that it stifles fertility. But we can't be certain either. What do you want to do? What needle up the nut? Well, up that's the you know, or does he or does he fire off a couple of rounds, get him on ice, then needle it up? Like there's going to be a oh, lot. You got to walk I, through fire. I like where your head's at. There. You got to walk through fire no matter what you do. What right? about this? Would you would you lose one? <laughs> Just well, take it. Well, it's common knowledge you can still produce. That's right. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it here, you're you're offering up a cortisone injection. The risk of you know infertility's Unknown, but yeah. there may be one. Or but hang on, if you're going to remove one, don't you have to split open the bag? You can't. That that can't be recovered in a week. No, of course it can. Look at like oh, players play with split eyebrows and shit geez, all the time. Yeah. About a nut. Yeah, but then you oh, then you, you put some protection protection there. I think I think the scrot has proved itself pretty malleable. I reckon. You know, as we yeah, spoke about this before, a stitching situation. 
Yeah, but you know the old school. And you school. know if the other team gets a hold of this, they're giving it a nice old squeeze. You know the thing <laughs> you used to do in primary sure school to protect eggs? Top. You put the egg cartons around it and sort of like so you can drop it from a height and it won't crack. Mm. Find some way to just get, you know, like um, maybe not a hector protector, but just some really, I guess maybe you got to like invent something to protect the sack there. Potentially. <laughs> like a little, well, like a little, a little bag. A bag for your bag? Well, it's going to be, have to be hard, though. Don't, aren't the new boxes, the cricket boxes, like state-of-the-art, like mesh, where they're actually... I don't know. I haven't worn a box... Well, I haven't played in about 18 years. In fact, last week, I threw away my cricket gear. And it was quite the cathartic but sad moment. I threw it away. It was under my bed. And it's under your bed for 18 tears? years. 18 years. <laughs> I wouldn't say tears, Ed, but just moment reflection. Yeah, just yeah, a a pause. Think just about all the great back moments. Back onto the, the, like, the 30s and 40s yeah. you'd made. Yeah, uh, there were a lot. How did you know that? <laughs> I was great for a 30 or 40. I was useless to get to 50. Yeah. I was a reek of it, dashing <laughs> opener. Uh, swashbuckler. Swashbuckling. There's yeah. a word I want to... Re- uh, we'll get rid of goodbye for a while. Bring back swashbuckling. Swashbuckling. Do you, ever hear, words, hear. Do you ever hear words in life where you're like, fuck, I want to use yes. that? Yes, I do. That's the one thing I want to improve is my vocab. He's got a good vocab. Yeah. He could be your vocab guy. That's right. I'll shoot you a couple of words every time I think of him and just say, here you go. Here's one. Conflate, I think I said before, which, again, Conflate. I... I Hard to get into a football ca- broadcast. Still, but I'll just say them without really knowing if I've got it right. I'll hear it somewhere and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've got the context yeah. of that and then I'll drop it. So I've got, a nice bro- I've got a nice vocab too, I think, but in the context of a football game... I've got a word off you actually that I keep, but I don't know exactly what it means and I hear you say it all the time, temerity. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that is one I've pinched uh, guts. The, the 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 he's got the temerity okay. to do this. Yeah. The balls. First would you ever go? It. Would you ever go to one of your color guys with like a really just every time you throw to him just with a big fucking word? Just I, I, you know what? Him. I used to do that not to chow him up, but I, I once said a, 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 something to Joey, and he goes, "What does that mean?" <laughs> I had to explain it. He goes. Do you think anyone understands? And I said, "Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm educated. I'm sorry, I'm educated." Yeah. And of course, Can't Joey pulls you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a. Do you prefer the looseness of that, like the looseness of radio in that sense? We're like call, with like calling on TV. Obviously, you're a bit more like yeah, professional, professional. But in radio, you can be a bit loose. Well, that's and, the, and that's where I say I, I've this year's the first year I felt comfortable because I have felt comfortable on TV being myself. In yeah, that I have just dropped in a little bit of flavour. Yeah. Now, obviously, if it's Melbourne v. the Roosters and they're ripping each other's eyes out, not time for humour. But when it's Parramatta Canterbury, 3 o'clock Saturday, and it's 36-6, you can drop in a You can start spicing it up a little bit. Drop in a little... I I, I got a Roadhouse reference in the other day. I was very proud of that. (laughs) That was in that game, actually. Brad Wesley, he's a bleeder. So if I can get in a Simpsons reference, or and it's usually the Saturday 3 p.m. game, I'll do it because I think these are the hardcore fans. Yeah, and the game's usually pretty ordinary, like it's a blowout. Yeah, so we can, we can, we can, we can have a bit of, uh, <laughs> a bit we, of can, we can inject something into that. <laughs> oh, for Love right. it. I want to be at the Christmas party or the yeah, mate, hundred percent, hundred percent. 100%. Thanks for coming right. on, mate. I appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been a Loved full it. circle moment for how, me. How did you find it? The, the, I found it not a problem at all. No, not at all. Speaking mate. to my former subordinate. Mate, exactly. I still feel like your subordinate. Don't worry. There's no way of shaking that. But, mate, I loved it. I think it's been good. I um, I think we were always – I was able to have chats with you generally yeah. when we worked here, so it was never something where I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be tough. So, mate, okay. thanks for coming on. All right.
Beautiful. Thanks Until for next having. time. Drop Good in stuff. swashbuckling and we'll know it was for us. Yeah, yeah. Put that. You know, you know. You throw it in this weekend. It just made me day. This week I've got South Roosters. That's going to be a hard swashbuckling. Well, that'll be. It'll be for like a fucking Latrell a Mitchell double cutout. What's the other game I've got? I've got Austin George Brisbane. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be less swashbuckling. Swa- less swashbuckling. There's not much swashbuckling. I have you swashbuckling. Joel Kane actually gave me that word. He referred to Scott Drinkwater as a swashbuckler. Okay, because <laughs> he can. He doesn't want to gamble. You know the, the, the oh, triple yeah, cutting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I don't have Cowboys, but. I'll try. Give it a whirl. It'll be for the for for the Hello Sport uh, team. You'll yeah, that's my little nod and wink to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like that. Before you go, mm. are you a big fan of Australia's number one sports gambling show? About even. Uh, not as much as get them on side. <laughs> on yeah. like, you, you, yeah. Do you like the number one show? <laughs> is it the number one show? Well, what's we, it called? We certainly say it is about even. About even. About oh, that's a good <laughs> name. That is a great name. That, now that's one thing I'd suck at. In coming up with a podcast is a name. I'm terrible at names. Stole that off the old man. Hey. He gave us that name. Oh, it's a perfect name. Yeah. Yeah, it was the old man. Mate, he's good. He's good. He's a grandfather now, so he's just, you know, loving it, hanging That's out, not right. doing much. What about you? How good looking are those kids? They're cute. They're little cuties. Not only have you won the wife lottery, but yep. the kids have got her looks. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Very lucky. Very lucky with that. How are you going to be? Is it, I mean, Steffi, is it? Steph, yes. Boys are going to be after her pretty early. Uh, that's going to be quite the fun. Oh, well, no, challenge. Steph, my wife. Oh, sorry, what are your Evie, kids' names? Evie and Zoe. Evie and Zoe, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. girls. Two girls. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> You'll have a you third are, as well. You are gone. Yeah. Watch me have a third. We want to have one more for a boy, and I'm going to have fucking twin girls, now, which will be fine. But Are you going to – now, this so. could be a cold underpants situation, if you want to – isn't that one of the theories? Oh, what, as in to get a boy? I actually is, haven't looked into that, because mm. I feel like I just want to let it go, so then it's like I don't want to be disappointed when they both come when I have twin girls eventually, like... No, I understand that. I want to be like, just fuck it. See what happens. But, but then again... You're not going to throw it in the river like Rex Hunt, you know, Marlon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, no, probably not. But you know what? Maybe I will well, try not. a couple of things. Mate, I don't know. You you like woo-woo. I do like there's woo-woo. No, there's, there's place for woo-woo. Yeah. In the old school, the old wives' tale. Yeah, okay. Mate, I'd be looking into it. Well, I might have to. I'll have to fucking Google it and see what happens. Again, time, <laughs> well, you know a long say. time before that happens. If you could spend half an hour talking about Chinese people t- doing fake English, <laughs> you can do <laughs> half an hour on theories. Yeah, that's true, Theories on how to get a boy. Did you like that, though? It was fucking interesting. It was the first thing, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to you blokes for a while. And I turned it on last week because I knew I was doing the show. I thought, I better just reacquaint myself. I know, I know you're fucking weird. <laughs> right? That was the first thing I thought. And I thought, oh, shit, what have I agreed to? <laughs> I still don't understand what those people were talking about. I know it was pretending, making it sound like it's English, but it's gibberish. Yes, exactly. Which is a, which, I mean, and Dave didn't realise till like three minutes in that they weren't speaking English. But Is Dave your Carl Pilkington? He's much more intelligent than Carl Pilkington. Okay. I'll get, he's an intelligent... Yeah, he's, okay. he was rocked That's by fine. that. But, but in that moment, in that I can moment see how you got him mixed yes. up. Absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. a 24-year-old bonghead, though. So, like, you know, it's a different version of Carl Pilkington. A bong's still big. <laughs> Dave's, for like, Dave, like, they are. Like, and now that we live in the vaping world... By the way, I'll never vape in my life. They're not great. I've quit vaping. Well, you... Br- right. So is the bong still big? Bong's still, yeah. well, for David is, Dave, you know. Because I would have thought, like, the gummy would have sort Dude, of... Dude, gummies, we've got a shout-out to Native Seed, not an ad. They just sent them to us, but that's the, that's the go. Edibles. Are they legal here? No. Oh. 
Probably. Well, um, yeah, well look, we, we don't know. We don't know. At this, yeah, we don't know, and that's why it's not an ad officially. But right, we get okay. them for free, right. and so they're the, fantastic. Okay. Um, if you're into that sort of stuff. But it's like a much better way of having it than smoking it or yeah. vaping it. I had a yeah. vape recently, and I was like a weed vape, and my chest was just like. <gasps> no, nah, it's, the, it's the apparatus that worries me. The yeah. plastic that gets piping hot. Mm-hmm. How is that not? Also, how dude, are you not breathing in toxins off that? Some of them are charged by a literal AAA or AA battery just yes. sitting in there. You're like, this surely isn't yes. doing. It surely is. But when you feel where it boils. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on plastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know how much, you know, like uh, safety is put into it. Well, I'd, they're all from China. Well, and that's I'm what sure I mean. It seems like in 20 years. All of a sudden, there's going to be four corners on it. Or something yes. and it's like a bit like mobile phones from 20 years earlier. You know, yeah. everyone knew. Well, I put this thing next to my ear. It's probably not safe, but no one's told me it that isn't it's safe. No. So I'll just keep doing. We'll this. have it right next to my my Balls? swimmers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, right. hopefully not, but you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks Cheers, again, boys, mate. Mate. Appreciate Good it. Good on you. Could you two just not talk anymore?